This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Follow Buck on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut, although it's not feeling very free today considering the latest out of NYC, courtesy of Mayor Bill de Blasio, the worst mayor in America by far. Vaccine fascism unleashed here at NYC. We'll talk about it. Plus, Saki versus DeSantis. They're trying to make it seem like Florida is the place that's really messed everything up. And unaccompanied minors, minors in general at the U.S.-Mexico border at an all-time high, almost like the Biden administration is not even close to figuring out how to handle the border crisis because they don't want to handle the border crisis. They could care less. All right, let's let's get into this. I, I am. Oh, my gosh. So, so fired up today. But first, I'm also fired up about supporting my friend Mike Lindell and my pillow. My pillow is an amazing company. I've got my pillows on my bed right now. Once you start using these, they're going to be the only pillows you want. You're going to get them for friends, family members. All the products from my pillow are incredible. The mattress topper, the Giza Dream sheets. This morning, I woke up on my Giza Dream sheets, sleeping on my my pillow, used a my towel to dry off, put on my my slippers, made myself some black rifle coffee, throwing a little bit of that there. And that was my day. All right. So far, listeners like you have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today. And Mike Lindell wants to give back to all of you. You can get great discounts on my pillow products by going to mypillow.com right now and clicking on the radio listener special square. You're going to see rotational offers up to 66% off on products like their pillows, mattress topper, and Giza sheets, but also new products like their slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK. That's promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. Go to MyPillow.com, click on radio listener specials, and enter promo code BUCK. De Blasio is an imbecile, a, a sure. destroyer of a great city, and today he has reached a new level, a vaccine mandate via the private sector, via the government, demanding that there is vaccine compliance through all indoor venues, restaurants, bars, concerts, everything. And, of course, a lot of businesses are going along with this, too. Right. Pretty much all of them, I assume, in New York City will. So here, here's the announcement today, which was a pretty jaw dropping moment, really came out of nowhere. It follows de Blasio yesterday saying no indoor mask mandate for a second. You thought, wow, maybe de Blasio is right about something. Oh, well, that's because he was planning to be even more tyrannical. We've seen leaders in the private sector blaze the trail here. I want to thank a great New York City entrepreneur, Danny Meyer, for the announcement he made regarding his restaurants. I want to thank Equinox and SoulCycle for the decision they made about vaccine mandates. I want to thank everyone in the Broadway community for the decision they made related to indoor performances. So examples right there, dining, fitness, performances, where you see leaders in the private sector already saying clearly, vaccination's the answer, we need these strong, clear mandates. And we've proven that even with outdoor entertainment, it makes sense. Our homecoming concerts are going to be amazing. But if you want to go to one of them, you have to be vaccinated. That's a requirement. Climbing this ladder is giving us more and more ability to fight back the Delta variant. By fighting the Delta variant, we will continue our recovery and we will ultimately beat COVID. How many people in New York City 
have died of COVID in the last couple of weeks. I mean, when, when you start to look at the numbers, it's actually terrifying how these people making decisions like de Blasio are such utter morons. Okay, complete morons. You've got on average three or four, maybe five people a day dying from covid in a city of eight million. Okay, we have far higher fatalities than that from a whole number of diseases and maladies out there that, yes, could also be controlled through authoritarian measures. But de Blasio simply does not care. This has become a lib crusade, a jihad of sorts, if you will. I think they'd prefer thinking of it that way because crusades are bad. Jihad is good, as you know. That's what the left believes. Here's de Blasio continuing on with his vaccine fascism demands. So today I announce a new approach, which we're calling the key to NYC pass. The key to New York City. When you hear those words, I want you to imagine the notion that because someone's vaccinated, they can do all the amazing things that are available in this city. This is a miraculous place, literally full of wonders. And if you're vaccinated, all that's going to open up to you. You'll have the key. You can open the door. But if you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. That's the point. Oh, too bad for you if unvaccinated. That's what de Blasio is saying. No soup for you, de Blasio style. Not just soup, anything. No sandwich. You can't, can't, do, uh, can't, can't sit in a restaurant, can't go to a bar. Totally excluded. So I, I'm going to tell you right now, what am I supposed to do? I'm a New York City resident. I'm not vaccinated. I've told you that all along, but I also can't fight City Hall alone here. So what what is what is a person like like me supposed to do? By the way, if I hadn't had covid, I probably would have gotten vaccinated. I probably would have not 100 percent, but I think I would have gotten vaccinated just to avoid being sick for a week. Right. But I had covid. I've had it. There is no medical basis whatsoever for what the city of New York is trying to make me do. None. This is pseudo-medical fascism. This is outrageous. What is the basis for this? Oh, I'm sorry, the Cleveland Clinic study of tens of thousands of people that show that natural immunity is as durable or better than vaccinated immunity. That doesn't count? The, The Cleveland Clinic with tens of thousands of people? That doesn't matter? That's the single best data set we have on this. And they can't even debate it. That there's, there's no way around it. But what are they doing? What are they saying? Oh, well, sorry. We have to have a sweeping policy that grinds up people like you who there's no reasonable basis for vaccination mandates for, along with other people who, I'm just going to say it, should be able to say they're not getting vaccinated. And then if they get really sick... And they die from COVID because they made a choice not to get vaccinated. That's on them. This is America. You are, or at least I thought it was, you're allowed to, you know, eat three double cheese pizzas a day and drink 300 grams of sugar and, you know, smoke a smoke 10 packs and not get your butt off the couch and have hypertension and, you know, obesity at age 25. And, you know, this is America, I thought. People do a lot of things that aren't wise for their health. And I know for a lot of you are saying, Buck, I don't even think the vaccine is wise for my health. But that's my point here is merely I believe 
in the freedom to choose whether or not you get this vaccine, it is a high enough level of protection that vaccinated people should just calm down. Stop being babies. And there's so much about this. There's so much open territory here that just it doesn't what they're doing doesn't even make sense. It's not even really a workable policy, but it's just meant to harass and undermine and force people to bend the knee. This is a a total outrage. And uh, very frustrating. All right. I'm going to get my friend uh, David Marcus in the mix here because he's covering this for The New York Post. All right, we're joined now by our friend David Marcus from the New York Post about this enormous announcement from New York City, implications of just pure authoritarianism here. David, good to have you on, man. Is this going to stand? Are they really going to be able to pull this off? I mean, what are you hearing about the fact that now in New York, you basically can't go indoors anywhere starting in a few weeks unless you show your vaccine papers? Uh, I mean, this this just broke. Uh, so there are an enormous an- number of questions. Uh, I, you know, it's too early to say if it's going to stand, but you're already seeing that there's already some lack of clarity as to what this means regarding kids under 12 who can't get vaccinated. Does it mean no restaurants, no movies for them? We also know that the racial breakdown of vaccinated people uh in New York is 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 not equitable. It's it's vaccination rates are far lower uh, among black New Yorkers. So, you know, you end up with this sort of de facto situation where far more black New Yorkers will be. I can't believe I'm even saying this banned from restaurants. Um, This is spiraling very, very quickly. It's been two weeks of incredibly poor messaging from the White House and from the CDC who don't seem to have any kind of handle um, on what's going on with, with, with breakthrough cases or um, with the Delta variant in general. So, uh, it, you know, th- this is bad. This is this looks like the bad old days. And it, it feels like there's no rhyme or reason to so much of it. I mean, so now they're going to force I mean, I sit here and, and I think about my own situation, somebody who had the most classic case of covid. You know, you could I mean, all the symptoms had the confirmed test, clear diagnosis, the whole thing, have paperwork to say that I had covid. So now the city of New York is going to, which I pay very high taxes to, is going to force me to get a shot that I do not need because hysteric, low-T crybabies in Park Slope who are on MSNBC and have their own shows or whatever are afraid, even though they're vaccinated? That's really my life now? This is crazy. It it is. I mean, you know, the one thing that's important to stress um, as we do see increases in in these breakthrough cases, which are cases where um, people who have been vaccinated end up with the infection, is that they're not terribly dangerous. Right. It looks an awful lot right now that, you know, the the officials have been changing their language over the last week. They had been saying that breakthrough infections were very rare. Then it became rare. Just this morning, I heard Dr. Um, uh, Francis Collins use the term unusual, right? So the important thing is that if you are vaccinated, you're still at very little risk of hospitalization and death. And that really speaks to your point. You know, if you are that guy in Park Slope, and I think I know what you mean, um, yeah, get your shot and you're okay. And if Buck Sexton, you know, doesn't want to get the shot, You're not putting that guy at significant risk. So it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It feels like we're getting to this 
zero uh, zero covid zero risk demand from some of these policies and i I just feel like there's no limiting principle on this i mean we're we're gonna have to get boosters at some point so now we're gonna have every six or every 12 months got to get your updated shot or else you can't go indoors i mean it's it's movies it's theaters it's 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 everything it's going to be jobs too they're pushing all these companies now for jobs so essentially you can stay home be a prisoner alone or get a shot every time the state tells you you have to get a shot for a virus that you know 99 point whatever you know five seven percent of people who get it survive and they don't even know if we're ever going to be able to you know they talk about breakthrough cases we're never going to have this completely gone so when does this stop it's it's entirely un- unclear when or even I'm I'm comfortable saying even if uh, this is going to stop. And boy, you think about the restaurants here in New York City. They have had their head on a swivel and, and, and been punched in the face over and over and over by the government for 18 months with with rules that just change on a dime. Uh, and, and this is this is just another one. It's, um, you know, this does not seem particularly well thought out. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's based on a whole lot of science. Uh, it does seem more like, you know, just a, a chicken with its head cut off saying like, well, we have to do something. Uh, and this was the thing that, that de Blasio came up with. So, um, yeah, not a lot of sense being made in City Hall. I also just feel like it's only a matter of time before you have similar requirements in other totally blue cities. We know this has become deeply politicized and i'm the first to say that this never should have been politicized this should have been one of those very rare issues that is beyond politics but it feels like nothing now can be beyond politics and that's been the case for some time but los angeles is going to follow suit i think washington dc and you know and, and then you have to wonder where does it end and i'm just sitting here I'm considering whether there's going to have to be like mass civil disobedience from those of us who just have had enough of this and we're going to have to really get out in the streets. I don't know what the I don't know what the alternative is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think you started to see a little bit of that at the end of um, last year when the indoor dining ban went back in. You did see really for the first time restaurant employees out in Times Square. You had the incident uh, out in Staten Island where people had said, you know, enough is enough. Um, you know, perhaps de Blasio's hope here is that this is this is more flexible or vague than a straight ban on indoor dining. So he won't see that kind of pushback. But I'm I'm not going to be shocked if you see, uh, you know, some serious pushback um, from restaurant groups, from other you know organizations and just from everyday New Yorkers. It's a no. lot to handle. By the way, did, did you how much advance warning? I mean, David, uh, you know, David Marcus, everybody is who's with us and he covers uh, politics for The New York Post. Did the city of New York, I mean, I didn't read about this or see, people had talked about it, it was sort of rumored, but all of a sudden this morning it was announcement from a, uh, you know, a source close to City Hall, I forget where it came out, and then it was, bam, this is what happens. It felt like there yeah, really wasn't it, a public debate on this. No, there certainly wasn't. No, it all broke, um, it, it all broke this morning. I don't know if it was the Times or us who had it first, but everybody sort of like popped, you know, it, it, it all popped up on Twitter at, uh, at the same time. And of course, it comes a day or so after de Blasio said that he would not institute an indoor mask mandate, which seemed like this really rare bit of sense making 
from the mayor uh, in defiance of the CDC, really saying that, no, I'm not going to require people to wear masks. And then he turns around, you know, and does this. Uh, it's all so confusing. I mean, you know, we're both old enough to remember when we had, uh, you know, Dr. Redfield telling us that that masks were even more important and effective than vaccines. Now vaccines are. I mean, it, the bottom line increasingly seems like at no point have we had a very good grasp on the science here. And it, it's led to really haphazard decision makings that, that that's having a a, a very negative impact on people's lives, especially children. Um, and yeah, it, it would be nice if they slowed down, but it, it doesn't look that way right now, does it? David Marcus for the New York Post. David, my friend, we'll be talking more about this. Thanks for being with me. Thanks for having me, man. Taking a break here for a second from the COVID madness to remind you of something that's really important and something that you can really help out with. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. It helps us keep our commitment to never forget. And this year, the foundation is honoring Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders with 200 mortgage-free homes. Chairman and CEO Frank Siller is paying tribute to the fallen by walking from the Pentagon to Shanksville and on to Ground Zero, more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days, the month of August through 9-11. Towers of light are to shine at the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance. The names of those we lost to 9-11 related illnesses are being read aloud at a ceremony on September 12th. And on Veterans Day, the names of those we lost in the war on terror will also be said out loud. Do good and help America to never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. All right, back to the finish off the de Blasio madness here. This is what the... The uh, dumbest fascist in America is telling you has to happen now. Awesome. It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life. The key to NYC pass will be a first in the nation approach. It will require vaccination for workers and customers in indoor dining, in indoor fitness facilities, indoor entertainment facilities. This is going to be a requirement. The only way to patronize these establishments indoors will be if you're vaccinated, at least one dose. The same for folks in terms of work. They'll need at least one dose. This is crucial because we know that this will encourage a lot more vaccination. We've seen it already. We've seen the impact of the mandate we've been put in place for city workers already starting to move people to vaccination. We've obviously seen the positive impact of incentives. This encourages vaccination the way the government encourages you to pay taxes. Do it or else. Right. This, this isn't like some series of gentle incentives to try to get you to make a decision that's good for your health. You know, this, this isn't your HMO giving you one hundred dollars off your health care costs a year. If you can show you actually belong to a gym or something, this is you are cut out of public life. Unless you get the shot, unless you bend the knee to our demands, you are not able to live a normal life. And it's just honestly outrageous. They've been wrong about so much after their mask mandates and their shutdowns and all their idiocy. Now they're doing this. You've got a handful of people dying a day in New York City. It's an acceptable level of risk in New York right now. It just is. It's fine. 
You've got, you know, 70 percent of adults in the country right now are are vaccinated. Well, what's going to happen to kids? So now you can't bring your 10 year old anywhere or you have to double mask your kid and treat him like a little little, you know, virus plague spewer. The whole thing is, is honestly, it's just crazy. I, I don't know what we're going to do about this. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the response needs to be. But I mean, I'm telling you this right now. I'm ready. I'm ready to get out there and make some noise on the streets. And I'm not somebody that gets into that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, I'm somebody who I just I just I don't even know what to say. I am furious beyond words. And first of all, the, the fact that they just decided to do this in this way without public debate, without an, an honest conversation about what's really happening here, it's just disgraceful. I mean, it's disgusting. And these psycho libs, eh, COVID, I'm 35 and I'm double vaccinated and I'm so scared and I have to wear a mask all the time. They're such babies. Stop watching MSNBC, libs. Stop tuning in to CNN and the frauds and the cowards and the imbeciles that are paid millions of dollars over at Jeff Zucker's little social club over there. Stop driving yourself insane libs with this madness. But they they actually like it. That's the problem. They don't believe in reality. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in, you know, doing the right thing. They do. They believe in doing what makes them feel good. It's all about just self-gratification. That's at the heart of liberalism. It's whatever makes them feel like they're better people. And also they get a lot of joy. Don't ever forget this. They get a lot of joy out of making you do things, out of making you go along with what they tell you to. Uh, so they're not going to stop until we stop them. All right, now let's move to the border here for a second. Uh, the Biden administration is going to keep using the public health rule to turn migrants away, Title 42. And it's because of the concerns about the spread of COVID-19, they're saying. Yeah, guess what? It turns out that after we see enough, you know, hundreds of thousands, literally hundreds of thousands of migrants showing up at the U.S.-Mexico border um, and many of them having COVID and then being just distributed all over the country, with with no accountability whatsoever for, oh, well, are we are we importing? Are we importing covid into the United States in large numbers right now? Uh, it turns out that that was enough of a political liability for the Biden administration to finally say, all right, they're not going to uh, they're not going to allow this to continue. By the way, they're not seeking asylum. That's that's a lie. These aren't asylum seekers. These are illegal aliens who are who are gaming the system to come into the United States. That's what they're doing. They will not qualify for asylum. They will not get asylum. And it's it's just absolute madness right now. What's going on at the border? It's crazy. And yet the, the media lies to us about it constantly. They have no interest in trying to get us to speak honestly about what's happening down there. We have an open border right now. We have an open border. We have a situation where you can get into the United States essentially um, you can get in the United States without there being any consequences, without there being really any difficulty. So, and you have more illegal 
immigrant children, migrant children, illegal alien children at the border now in custody and showing up at the border than ever before. So it's the worst it's ever been. I just want to point out it's the worst it's ever been. Now I also see this on uh, on. Oh, by the way, Lindsey Bra- Lindsey Graham has a has a breakthrough case of COVID, and people keep bringing this up to me. Like I'm supposed to think this is some really uh, important story. I mean, okay, Lindsey Lindsey Graham's fine. He has breakthrough COVID. I don't know why everyone's acting like that's such a big deal. Oh, Saki going after DeSantis. I mentioned this. Um, Jen Saki has decided that uh, she's going to go just make it very clear what the plan is here. And the plan is to undermine Governor Ron DeSantis in every way possible, because in doing so, they undermine the one state that did not go along with uh, with the craziest things that the Democrats wanted. And they've got to take out DeSantis's record. They've got to take him down. We all know this. Here's how Political describes the White House versus DeSantis. For months, Governor Ron DeSantis has touted his COVID-19 response as one that rejected the advice of bureaucrats. But now DeSantis is confronting a surge of COVID-19 infections spreading like wildfire, primarily among the unvaccinated. While DeSantis initially called the surge a seasonal occurrence, Florida set records in the number of cases and seen the number of people hospitalized spike. By the way, the number of people that have that are dying from COVID is down about 70, 75 percent in Florida from from the peak. So the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, uh, Jen Psaki, said federal authorities are willing to assist Florida, but there are steps that Florida needs to take. Quote, at a certain point, leaders are going to have to choose whether they're going to pol- follow public health guidelines or whether they're going to follow politics. We certainly encourage all governors to follow the public health guidelines. The comment didn't go over well. Political rights with the DeSantis administration, the governor's press secretary, maintained that Saki had mischaracterized the DeSantis record, noting he had actively promoted vaccinations earlier this year. She also pointed out that students can wear masks in schools, but that's up to their parents. In an email, Peshaw retorted that by dismissively ignoring Governor DeSantis' efforts to protect vulnerable Floridians, Saki is the one playing politics with the pandemic. The White House should be more concerned about the flip-flopping of the CDC and its confusing statements. So th- this, is, this is driven by politics. Don't forget that. This is all about Democrats feeling like they've started to lose lose the public's trust uh, overall. I mean, obviously, Republicans generally don't trust this administration, but even Democrats have started to realize that uh, Biden, the Biden administration doesn't really know what it's doing, isn't really um, able to figure out what the best way forward is. And it's, it's all just a, it's a mess. It's a total mess. And as you can tell today, I'm just I am steamed about what's going on here in New York. I mean, I'm, I rarely get almost distracted while doing radio, but I'm so angry right now that I, I honestly just want to start cursing, um, which I obviously won't do. But I, I want to start throwing around all kinds of salty language just because these these libs are com- they're completely out of their minds. They're just completely insane. Um, anyway, here's some uh, roll call I want to throw in the mix here from Diana. Uh, actually, wait, I- I'll come back to roll call in a second. First, I got to tell you about our friends at Getter. All right. Big tech monitors us. They censor us. They deplatform us. Conservatives have been helpless to do anything about it until now on Getter pronounced G uh, pronounced Getter, but it's spelled G-E-T-T-R. You can talk with friends and family and express your political beliefs without fear of Silicon Valley liberals coming after you. 
Join Getter, the social media platform that supports free speech and opposes cancel culture. Getter is led by former Trump advisor Jason Miller, who saw what big tech did to President Trump and decided to fight back. Getter is the fastest growing social media platform in history with over 1.6 million users and growing, including prominent conservatives like Mike Pompeo and me, Buck Sexton. Join Getter. It's in the App Store, the Google Play Store and at Getter, G-E-T-T-R dot com. Longer posts, shorter videos, sharper and clearer pictures. And unlike Silicon Valley oligarchs, Getter will never sell your data. Send a message today. Join Getter. It's time to cancel cancel culture. All right. And now with that, let's get into some roll call here, team. Remember, uh, Facebook.com slash Buck Sexton or Team Buck at iHeartMedia.com if you want to be in on the roll call action. Diana writes, love being part of Team Buck. I regularly argue with leftist friends who cannot properly cite where they get their information. A lib acquaintance of mine on a subject matter not related to COVID or gender made a statement. Science just tells you what it wants you to hear. When I replied, you mean like COVID and gender assignment? She got extremely defensive. I'm disgusted with this world. We can only pray more people actually wake up. Thanks for the daily dose of reality. Well, Diana, thank you for listening, supporting what I do. That's why I can give the daily dose of reality and appreciate very much. Um, uh, appreciate very much that uh, you're, you're here and you're with me. Um, here we go. Uh, Nancy Buck, can we publish a state by state comparison of voting laws to highlight that blue states are far more restrictive than laws being proposed by Texas and Georgia? I'm tired of the lies. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a I think that's a great idea to pull all of that together. Just, you know, I'm working on a project right now. We're calling it the other insurrection. It'll be on hold the line where we are looking at uh, all of the riots and the destruction by Biden voters, Democrats in 2020 under the banner of BLM. We're going to pull a lot of that together and remind everybody of just what happened while we're constantly being told about what's going on. Um, what's going on with, you know, the situation of the so-called insurrection on January 6th, which they're constantly exaggerating and bring up. I've just got to say we we should also remind everybody about how the left embraces political violence when it suits them. All right. Xville writes, Buck, I've been listening for about six years now. You've been right on with a lot of your facts and arguments. I heard you say something I believe to be incorrect today, though. You mentioned if you never had COVID, you would consider to get the vaccine to protect your parents. Only the vaccine isn't a vaccine. It's a therapeutic. It provides lessened symptoms, not immunity like a traditional vaccine. People who have received the vaccine can still get it and transmit it at seemingly the same rate as people who never had the virus in the first place. I would suggest listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with Brett Winstead and Dr. Pierre Corey, where they explain what a lot of medical experts are finding. The definition of what a vaccine actually is has recently been changed. Keep up the great work. And congrats on being put into the rush time slot. X Phil, thanks so much for writing in. Uh, I will check out that podcast. Joe Rogan does have some great stuff. And um, yeah, I, look, I'm I'm still trying to get a sense as to the numbers here about how many breakthrough infections there really are. Um, my understanding is breakthrough infections are still pretty rare, uh, pretty rare overall, at least when you look at symptomatic infection. But what about breakthrough infection without symptoms? Do we have really clear data on that? There's a lot we don't know. But the left pretends to know. All right. That's going to be it for today, team. Thanks so much for being here with me. Uh, honored and privileged to have had a chance to address you today. We'll have much more tomorrow. We'll cover a broad range of topics, I can assure you. Please pass the buck. Tell everybody about the Buck Sexton Show. Shields high.